urban fantasy. And um, it's, it's really surrounding the story of a 17-year-old boy who had a very traumatic experience when he was seven years old. Uh, his mother went insane and tried to drown him in the local community pool. And, of course, his mother got committed ever since, and he was being uh, raised by his aunt and uncle. And when he's 17 uh, and graduated high school, he decided to go work for the institution that uh, was caring for his mother so he can get a chance to care for her, too, there. And um, during this experience, he just sees a lot of very strange things that are going on, very supernatural-type things. And he's kind of on the border of wondering whether he's going crazy like his mother or maybe just perhaps supernatural things do happen in this world and it's kind of what the story is about about his self-discovery we've got a great guest with us today joining us on the telephone talking about an incredible incredible book this uh this book is incredibly well written what inspired you to write this book well it was actually kind of strange um my wife and I, we just had our firstborn at the time. She was maybe three, four months old. And I had this really, really weird dream one night. And, you know, apparently I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's because you were uh, lacking sleep, and sleep deprivation makes you have the weirdest dreams. So, uh, you know, I woke up in the middle of the dream, and I'm like, I want to find out what happened. So I try to force myself to go back to sleep, and unfortunately the dream didn't continue. So I was talking to my wife about it, and she's like, well, why don't you just write your own ending? So that's kind of how it started. I, I just really tried to imagine, you know, how the story would really end. And, you know, from there, imagined all the backstories with all the characters that were in my dream. And out came this novel four years later. We've got a great guest with us today. Joining us on the telephone, Michael Pang joins us. Um, how does your book and some of the characters parallel your life, and how is it different? Well, um... There's actually quite a lot of myself in each of the characters. Uh, for example, um, the main character, Declan, he has a lot of insecurities as a teenager and uh, a lot of worries based on you know, something that he didn't really feel quite right about himself. He was concerned that he could have inherited his mother's uh, mental illness. And I think a lot of teenagers can really relate to that. There's always something that's in their past or something um, about themselves physically that they don't like, that they're kind of afraid to let people know about. And it kind of keeps them away from doing a lot of things. And I had a little bit of that uh, growing up as a teenager. And um, uh, the female lead in the story, uh, she just has this amazing faith um, that she can really depend on God for everything in her life. And that's just a faith that I wish I had that I worked towards. And um, the way that uh, Declan's aunt and uncle raised him um, are, you know, kind of heavy-handed in certain ways because they want him to do well. They want to discipline him in the way of righteousness, in the way of good. Um, but at the same time, you know, they want to show him that they have this unconditional love for him, that no matter what he does, they're going to love him the same. And, you know, that's kind of the type of parenting I want to show my kids, too, you know, that there's got to be discipline, but at the same time, you know, I'm going to love you no matter what you do. Fantastic guest with us today, joining us on the telephone. And uh, 21 minutes after the hour, thanks for joining us here on the world famous Cheeky Check Choir radio program. What's the overall theme of the book? I- I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I- 
What is the overall theme of the book? Okay, here we go. Um, well, I think the overall theme is it's more about self-awareness and um, finding yourself and truly loving yourself for who you are and how you got there. Um, throughout you know, most of the book, as I mentioned before, the main character has a lot of things in his past that kind of keeps him from being close to people that are in his life. He's afraid that one day he's going to lose it just like his mother and hurt those around him. So it, it builds this barrier between him and those who are around him. And as he discovers more about what happened to his mother and why certain strange things are happening around him in his life, uh, he starts to accept himself for who he is and accept his past. And with that, it frees him of the baggage that he's just been carrying for 10 years. We've got a fantastic guest with us today. Michael Payne joins us. 23 minutes after the hour, an amazing, amazing guest. Um, what do you think, and, and why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? Well, uh, it's explained at that age where I feel like a lot of us were trying to figure out what we really wanted to do. Just graduated high school, and you know, some might be going off to college, and some might not, you know, due to certain circumstances. The main character, for example, uh, decided to stay behind, one, to take care of his mother, and two, um, to help support his family. And as he thinks, as he's doing that, he realizes that a lot of his friends that graduated with him had moved on with his life. Some went off to Peace Corps, some went off to college. And I think that's just a phase of our life that everybody goes through and it, it, it's kind of a confusing time, too, where you're trying to really figure it all out. And, yeah, I think that's kind of the appeal, where people are really trying to identify who they are and what they really want out of life. Fantastic guest with us today. We're going to take a quick time out and come back with more here on a World Famous Cheeky Chick while you show back here in a few moments. Welcome back to the big broadcast, Coast to Coast. And border to border. All over the World Wide Web and on 50-plus stations throughout the U.S. and Canada. We've got a great, great guest with us on the line. Before we get back into him, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. This is an amazing book. It's called Amazing Aaron to Zero Zippers. The author is Matt Nadell. Here's the information on the author. You can find them on Twitter at BaseballWMatt. Also, Facebook.com slash pages slash baseball dash with dash Matt slash five six seven nine five seven two six six five zero five eight two or just go to Facebook and search baseball with Matt. Sixteen year old baseball writer Matt Nadell is burning up MLB.com with his baseball history blog. Now he's finished his first book, Amazing Aaron to Zero Zippers, an A to Z compendium of the best players and teams, the greatest victories, the most exciting events in the history of the game, jam-packed with tons of stats and quick facts, and featuring over 50 iconic photographs from the archives of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Amazing Aaron to Zero Zippers is the go-to resource for anyone looking to learn 
everything important about the history of America's greatest game and learn it in a fast way. Featuring a foreword by Hall of Famer Jim Palmer, Amazing Aaron to Zero Zippers makes great summer reading for kids and baseball fans of all ages. All the author proceeds will be donated to the Jackie Robinson Foundation, the ALS Association, the National Baseball Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Turn 2 Foundation. Amazing Aaron to Zero Zippers is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and fine bookstores everywhere. Amazing, amazing. Uh, this, This book is fantastic. Check it out today. Let's get back into another great author here on our program. Uh, Michael Pang is with us. Now, uh, Michael, this book that you've written here is an amazing, amazing piece of business. What makes your book different from others like it? Well, uh, there are a lot of books out there that's in this paranormal genre. However, I feel like the trend is more towards the paranormal romance drama. Uh, and, And I... I don't know. For me, I just didn't want to focus my book on the romance. Now, there's a little bit. I mean, the, the two leads, who are both human, by the way, um, you know, have, have a crush on each other. However, uh, I feel like most of the paranormal romances out there, it, it's always some human person that, you know, somehow falls in love with, uh, with some paranormal being. And, and it's just really strange to me if, let's say, for example, um, human being is a, is a food source for a vampire, that a vampire could ever fall in love with a human being. It's like me looking at a piece of chicken and saying, you know, I love you so much, I want to marry you. So it, it's just really awkward for me. So I didn't want to focus my book on that. And, and that's kind of how it sets my book apart. You know, the, the, the monsters that come out of the fairy tales and the myths, they're all still monsters in my book, and the heroes are the humans. We've got a great new author with us today. He's just released his debut novel, In the Eyes of Madness. Michael Pang is with us today here on the broadcast. And uh, you can get more information, www.intheeyesofmadness.com. And uh, is there a particular chapter you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, I can share, uh, actually, the excerpt from um, from chapter one of my book. Okay, go, go uh, ahead, my friend. Go you... ahead. Okay. Um, so today, however, was different. As he was walking down the hall, a new patient was being admitted. Normally, he would jump at the chance to meet and familiarize himself with a new patient, creating a, com- a comfortable environment for the patient was key to their recovery. However, something inside of him resisted his friendly personality. He felt his feet freeze under the floor as trickles of ice started up his body as he looked upon the new patient. The patient looked like a young man in his late teens, probably around Jacqueline's age. He had ghastly pale skin and pitch black hair. Seeing patients around his age had always given Jacqueline pause. Some say that mental illness is hereditary. If that was true, then he could very well be a patient at the center one day, just like the patient before him. He decided to take a closer look at the patient's stolen face and notice the dark circles around his eyes. His body appeared malnourished and frail. Although his body language conveyed that he was relaxed, his eyes show agony and conflict. As he gazed into the eyes of the patient, the hairs on the back of his neck stood and goosebumps ran down his arms. It was hard for Declan to grasp the gut feeling that he was having about the new patient. Something felt terribly wrong. Nothing strange is going on. We are in a behavioral hospital. Some patients are bound to make me uncomfortable. 
he thought, trying to reassure himself. Beckman took up his courage and swallowed his reservations as he made up his mind to overcome that gut feeling. Besides, I'm at least a head taller than him. He walked up to the admissions counter, ready to engage the patient, but redirected his attention at the last moment and spoke with his co-worker, Joe Shum. Joe was about twice seconds age, with a little bit of gray starting to show on the sides of his head. If it weren't for the graying of his hair, he'd hardly look a year or two older than Declan. He was about a hair shy of being six feet tall and had a Herculean physique. Joe had been a UAP at the center since Declan's first visit ten years ago. He had always tried to be a big brother to Declan since they appeared to be of a similar Asian descent. At every weekend visit, Joe took some time to chat with Declan over snacks. Throughout the years, they had formed a strong bond. Outside of work, he had taken Declan bowling, camping, to watch all kinds of sporting events when Declan was in middle and high school. Declan didn't have any siblings, but he knew that if he had an older brother to look after him, he'd just be like Joe. Throughout his childhood, Declan had asked about his father, and no one seemed to have been able to tell him anything about his father or how he passed away. And since his mother had been committed since he was seven, she really wasn't able to contribute either. Therefore, when Declan met Joe, he had very quickly latched on emotionally. Maybe Joe's presence helped him overcome that gut feeling that he was having about this patient. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Care to introduce me to your latest patient? Joe turned to Declan as he approached. Hey, Declan, we're doing just great. Stressing the word great the way Tony the Tiger does. After years of working with young patients, Joe had incorporated many different cartoon character impressions into his speech. Unfortunately, after his divorce three years ago, he decided to consume himself with work as a distraction. He got so used to doing the impressions that he no longer was capable of stopping himself, even when he was speaking with older patients or even coworkers. He continues, this is Kyle. We're just finishing his paperwork while his parents finished the registration downstairs. I thought that I'd get Kyle get a head start so his parents can help him get settled into his room when they were done. Hi Kyle, my name is Declan, and I'm here to help out. Please let me know what you need, and I'll try to make your stay here as comfortable as possible. Feel free to call me for whatever you need. We've got a great guest with us today, joining us on the telephone, and uh, Michael Pang joins us. Michael, uh, before we let you go, my friend, how do we find you online? Where, where's the best spot to find you, my friend? Well, um, the book currently is available through Amazon in paperback and also on uh, barnesandnobles.com in paperback and also in uh, Kindle, Nuke, uh, Kobo for the e-books. Um, but you can find information about my book or about myself on my website at Um There you'll, you'll learn all about me and my book. Well, good stuff, my friend. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. We're going to take a time out and come back with more here on this program.